Hi, I'm Audra. And I'm Sadie. And we are former English Lit majors and sisters who miss reading and discussing literature with fellow Lit nerds. And we created this podcast to discuss literature fueled by libations. So pick your poison and join us each week to discuss all the queries and views unearthed in great books. And support your local bookstore. Welcome, everybody, to Lit Libations. Hi, Sadie. Hi, Audra. Um, so we hope everybody had a really good holiday season. Uh, good Christmas and New Year's and getting through <laughs> the winter <laughs> and the lovely time period after Christmas and New Year's. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so uh, we had assigned our next book uh, was The Furrows by Namwali Sir- Serpel. This was yes. Sadie's pick. And I was really excited about it because I picked up a copy when we were at the Harvard bookstore and uh, she's a professor there. So it's a signed copy. So that was very exciting. And I loved her book, The Old Drift. You we were I just talking about it. you have to. We were just talking about how you maybe we'll have some time. You can actually get some reading in. Reading You've just been mm-hmm. so crazy busy. So I would definitely put that one at top of your list. It's okay. so good. One of top five books for me. Um, that's crazy one of your top five ever yeah like I've had two in the last year that I've just put to that so it's that one and then love story of uh W.E.B. Du Bois like that one for sure like added those into the my top five so did I ever tell you um that you really need to come back out to visit me again because um one of the towns in Berkshire County that we never made it to is actually W.E.B. Du Bois's birth place. Mm-hmm. And they have like a wonderful monument. It was, and, like, yeah, it was on my list, center but for him. it just didn't work for us. Maybe I should just come out and like, we have I to do wedding planning. I need like, yeah, yeah we have to have a meeting There's or something. A, yeah. Like we're just going to have to do some of this in person, you know, FaceTime's great. Doing it over the phone is fine, but there's just something about planning your wedding together. Like you just, you, I think you're just going to, ha- I think it's necessary as a lady of honor duties that you're going to have to come out here. Well, luckily you live somewhere live really cool. Maybe I'll, maybe when it's a little warmer though. <laughs> come in the summer. I don't want to go sure. like, yeah, I don't want to go from like cold to cold. If I'm going to travel, no, I want to no, no. go somewhere come warm out, at this point. Come out in the summer. The Berkshires, it's, I mean, you've been out here in the fall. The fall is a beautiful time to visit visit the Berkshires obviously but the summer is also a really fun time to visit like yes these small towns are just super fun all the time there's always really fun like festivals going on there's great food there's a lot of like street cafes that you can have in some of these cuter towns and then um there's lots of really cool museums to visit and then also there's a ton of lakes like there's a ton of lakes so and it's set up that the lakes like all have specific swimming areas and they, they oh, keep cool. it nice and clean for swimming. Um, so instead of going to the pool, you go to the lake and it's really fun. So awesome. come out in the summer. We'd have a blast. I that I will just make that happen. Um, how did we get there? Oh, W.E.B. Du Bois. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Cool. Okay. We found our way back quickly. That was good. Um, yeah. So we're going to be talking about part one. Uh, for yes. this episode and then we will uh, discuss part two in our second one um, it'll be very clear if you haven't read the book already why so definitely go mm-hmm. get it it is I'm very excited to talk about it um, I didn't like Me it too. as much as the old drift 
I I don't have anything con- to compare it to, but it, I the didn't old like drift, it as much as I thought it. I didn't yeah. like it as much as I there thought were it was going there to. were things I didn't like about it, and I was really surprised because there was nothing I didn't like about the old drift. And like I said, it's yeah. in my top five, so it was like kind of a big like shift because like let the old drift is so high up. Yeah. But I, but still like really fascinating. So I'm like excited to talk about it. Um, so before we get into that, uh, we do know what our next book is going to be. So it Mm -hmm. is the Villa by Rachel Hawkins. Uh, so it's a mystery. And the reason why I picked it (laughs) specifically is because it's kind of in a way, a little bit of a retelling um, of when Mary Shelley was with Lord Byron um, and Percy Shelley at a castle, and that's where Frankenstein was written and, like, mm-hmm. the kind of story behind it. And so, well, we did our episode on Frankenstein, and so I kind of thought it would be nice to have this little mystery refresher, and maybe it'll be what we thought The Maidens was going to be. That's what I'm saying. Like, because we talk mad we talk a lot of shit about the maidens and it was for good reason, but I want to make clear to all of our listenership that we don't just inequivocally despise mystery novels and mystery novels can be fun and they can be good. And that's what we are hoping the villa does for us is it, it was, it rekindles our appreciation for the genre and proves that we do actually like good mysteries and the maidens just wasn't one of them. Yes, exactly. So that's that's the story behind the villa. So uh, it just came out on January third, um, and it's from uh, like a more of an independent publisher, and so I thought that was kind of appealing as well. So yeah, that's our next book. Yeah. So go pick up a copy um, from your local bookstore, or bookshop.org. Um, let's see. Oh, and then I have also read over the holiday break some really, really great books that we obviously won't get to talk about on the podcast because there's just too many books. But in case anyone else is looking for anything, so um, Toni Morrison, they released uh, her short story in like a hardback form, uh, Recitif. Um, and it's a really great short story. And there's there's a great like introduction by Zadie Smith, who I love. She's a fabulous author. And it was great. I recommend getting that and reading it. It's just fascinating. It's like about these two girls all the way up into the adulthood of their friendship and one is white and one is black but she does not tell you who like you oh, are wow. you do not okay. know and so it's based off of your own perceptions like there's just all this stuff like, that's been written about who how what people think what race they think we, which character is and why and how depending on what race you are affects what wow. you, like it's how it's been different like yeah so the introduction is fascinating off of like it's like based off of your internal biases and so like sure it's mm-hmm. it like relies on and that and, and even the idea know. of need of needing to know yeah like like so it's it's fascinating like i'm still thinking about it so i totally recommend that um and i read i'd never read any octavia butler she's a very mm-hmm. uh, just amazing black female science fiction writer in a world of like white males. And um, so I read her novel Wild Seed, which isn't the first of like three kind of series that are about these two kind of spiritual ancient beings and like how they operate through the world. It's fascinating. Like it's fascinating. 
so good. And I ordered her other two that go along with the series. Like it, she's amazing. It's such a great story. So wild seed. Um, and then I read this really cool book called kick the latch by Catherine Scanlon. And it's mm-hmm. like kind of about this female, like race, racehorse trainer, but sh- the author interviewed a woman she knew that was this kind of well-known racehorse trainer. And now she's like in her eighties or something. And it was all like based off of her interviews Um, But it's kind Mm -hmm. of just a story. So it's like a fictional story based off of a real person's interviews about her life. So it was really good. Even if you're not, don't care about horses or racing, it's really good. Um, And then I read Oh, William by Elizabeth Strout. Amazing. Loved that book. Like, so good. Um, You definitely have to put that one on your list. And then I read Women Talking by Miriam Towes. So there's a movie coming out on this book. Have you heard about that? No. Who's in it? Um, she was in the newest Little Women. This, how do you pronounce her name? Uh, Saoirse, Saoirse Ronan? Yeah, so she's in it. And uh, the other actress, she she was in that movie Nomad that was getting all those awards. She's an older uh, actress. Do you know who I'm Frances talking about? Frances McDormand. Yes. Um, and then some other people. But it's based off of this book. And the book is a, based off of a true story of this, like, uh, it's not Amish shit, I can't remember, but kind of like a Quakerish, Amish uh, religion where they eschew, you know, the modern world and technology. And oh. these, these, and it happened in Brazil and like in the real life, but these women were, would like wake up and they had been raped and they were <gasps> like hurt, like had bruises and scratches. And the men, some of the men in their religious community had been drugging them and then raping them oh and it was God. and the ages of those assaulted were all the way from like babies like young children to older women and they were told every day by the leadership of their religious community that these were spirits visiting them because of like things they had done wrong like this was like the devil until some of the women discovered like caught it happening and one of the women uh stabbed one with like a pitchfork like in anger because he had done it to like her child and then um so the men were arrested but then the whole issue was like their religion taught like they had to forgive and so (gasps) these men were supposed to be coming back on bail and they needed to they are meeting the meeting the women talking is about the group of these women getting together and deciding like what do we do do we do what we're supposed to do in our religion do we run and go somewhere even though we have no anything we don't know how to operate in the modern world like like they were literally gonna have to like escape and try to make it in a world that they didn't know how to operate in like and it's it's really good the book was great so I'm excited to see the movie oh my god I want okay is this is fictional yes well it's fictional based off of a true story true hero. Story. yeah I'll like google it after this like okay go down go down go down the rabbit hole just, I will. you know, Google women talking. Yeah, you'll you'll totally be fascinated. And anyone else, That's go down the rabbit insane. hole. It's a good, it's it's one I hadn't really been aware of. So it's like an interesting rabbit hole to go down. Um, sad, but interesting. Um, also, I am now obsessed with Ted Lasso. Oh, Did you I guys ever wa- watched it. Watch it. No, because it's on Apple Plus. So like, I'll give you my like- login. <laughs> I'll give you my login. No, seriously, it's it's a great okay. show. I got Kendrick hooked on it too. 
Like I've heard I've got, it's really good. I've I went, I good. got three episodes in and I'm like, he's going to want to watch this. And so I waited and we, and like, we've just been binging it. It's really good. I totally recommend it. Also, did you ever watch the first Knives Out movie? Oh my God. Yes. I, and then I, and then we just watched Glass Onion. Glass Onion was so good. It was so good. I love both of them. I do too. And I like, I like them both for very different reasons, but I think like, like, I just think they're good in their own right. And honestly, I find Daniel Craig so sexy. Like he's very attractive to me. He's very attractive. And also like, because I love him as James Bond. Like he's my favorite James Bond, I think. But I also really am surprised. Like, I find his accent as that character, which is so, like, outlandish, kind of. Like, it's so exaggerated. Like, I find it really hot. Like, I think the way that he delivers it is just, like, so, like, I don't I know. Think, I don't know why I, don't know. I like it. I don't like that accent. I think it's just because it's him doing the accent. So it's also, like, charming and funny. Because yeah. honestly, think about it. If you heard that accent from anyone else, I don't think you would. No, find it would it. drive me crazy, and I would it makes make fun me, of them. Yeah, but if but if they looked like Daniel Craig while they did it, I would be all over it. That's the thing. So that's that's where it all that's what it all boils down to. I, but yeah, it was no, I, great. I, the movie was great. I love this like whole series, and I love like the concept of that character too. And then Benoit Blanc, and then um, did you hear how? Um, a bunch of people want there to be like a Muppets crossover. No. So like there's like a bunch of people who would like think that it would be so funny to do a Benoit Blanc like Muppets crossover murder mystery. And apparently Ryan Johnson, who wrote and directed it, is like down to clown with a Muppets murder mystery with Benoit Blanc, Daniel Craig. And I am down. I'm down. I think it would be so funny. Even if it's just oh. like a special, like on TV or something, it would be so funny. I mean, I, I would watch it for sure. I would definitely watch it. Yeah. Um, no, did you watch, um, speaking of movies, have you watched The Menu on HBO No, yet? no, but I want to. It's on my, it's on my list. I just haven't gotten there yet. And, and did I you- I watched it this weekend and it was really good. That restaurant that it's based off of, the name- escapes no, me right now but the one in I think it's it's in that it's in the netherlands or something yeah so he's like closing the restaurant and he's just gonna be like creative director for like mm-hmm. his kind of cooking empire and maybe it'll open for like pop-ups and stuff but and then there's been there were all those exposés about like he even admitted how like uh abusive as a boss he was with all of his employees like he had all these it unpaid interns and yeah like it's just crazy it was a cult it was like people literally like would come and work for him for free just so that they could work at that restaurant and work say that they worked for him and he ran a cult and that's exactly like what this movie is kind of clearly criticizing and making fun of and like it's but it's not just about like the food industry like I think it's about the service industry in general and like just kind of yeah um, oh totally the way that people in the service industry are treated and uh I thought it was just very well done it was a super good movie it was surprisingly quite funny as well yeah um because it definitely has a lot of horror elements to it but it's it's quite funny so no, I, I highly I, recommend. I I I shall. I really want to see it. It was on my list. So that just moved it up a little bit. Good, good, good. Ralph R- Ralphians is so good. Yeah, he's I love got a him new everything. Yeah. 
I agree. Okay. Um, okay, I guess that's it. What are you drinking? I am just enjoying myself some wine tonight. So I had opened a bottle over the weekend because... Where's Brian? This <laughs> Brian's busy, too busy mm. to make me mm-hmm. a cocktail. Mm-hmm. But also I had to drink this tonight because I opened this bottle um, over the weekend to use for cooking. Like I made like a stew with it. And I only used, you know, like maybe a cup or two of wine for it. And I wanted to use it before I went bad. So I'm trying to be, you That's know, fine. No judgment. waste any wine. Hey. So I'm taking girl, care of it. You do you. It's totally fine. I'm not going to give you shit anymore because truly, like, I don't set up myself. <laughs> I don't do the editing. So, you know, you do all of the other. You do a lot of more than I do in that arena. So oh it's my fine. Gosh. You carry that way. I'll carry this way. It's fine. No judgment. <laughs> but I do want to know what the wine is. Oh, it's um, Josh Sellers. I've heard like pretty good oh, things about Josh it. Sellers. Is, yeah, yeah, Josh but is it's great. like a really inexpensive wine too, mm-hmm. which is really nice. At least out here, it's pretty ex- inexpensive. I think this was like only like eleven or twelve dollars nice. for the bottle. Yeah. It was pretty good, but it's a Sauvignon Blanc. Awesome, and it's very good. Very cool. Um, How about you? I made okay. So I'm trying to think where we were. We were at dinner trying to remember where and it was me and Kendrick and oh we were at dinner with our friends Eric and Rita and he didn't want a cocktail but he wanted like something fancy and I had ordered a cocktail that had lychee juice in it and there were like some other cocktails that had and so he asked he's like is it real like and they're like yeah it's you know whatever fresh lychee juice and so Mm -hmm. he's like can I do like like some a club soda with a little bit of lychee juice and the guy was like okay and Kendrick's like and like a lime I'm like, geez, Diva. So he, so he did. And it was actually delicious. Um, and then he had to make one other adjustment and I can't remember what it was, but like the second time, but anyway, so I was like, Oh, that sounds kind of good. He's like, you could put vodka in it. So I put it's kind of adorable that Kendrick like went and made his own mocktail when you I know guys that's the thing. Dinner. It's, it's like both like, are you kidding me? And also, but of course it's great and delicious. Like, right. and why not? Like, and it, so it was just funny, but so I, couldn't find fresh lychee juice, but then I did find it. And so, and it, but it was like in a, as a drink. And so I got it to use and I went tonight to make it. And somebody okay. had <gasps> drank my lychee drink. The only one no. I had, cause I only found one when I was at like this, um, uh, Thai place. And so anyway, I didn't Bad have the lychee form, juice, Hendrick. but I Bad had form. Yes. But I had guava juice. So, it's mm. vodka, guava juice, club soda. Um, and then I did have lychees. So then I put two of my lychees on a little, not enough to like make the juice, but I put, yeah. and they like, so I put them as my little garnish and ate them. But yeah, so I will keep being on the lookout for lychee juice or just order some so that I can have it. Cause I really like, that sounded really good. I mean, the drink you have now still sounds really it's good. It's delicious. But- but bad form, Kendrick, if you're listening to this while you're editing this bad form, you don't just go drink someone else's lychee juice. Yeah. I don't think it's he's rude. Gonna hear it, but thank you. I appreciate you being on my side. The universe side. hears it. The universe That's hears true. it and it will circle back. That's true. But yeah, so I'm excited to try it with that. So I guess it's it's called the Kendrick. <laughs> 
I'm sure it was like already a cocktail, but the whole thing came about from that. So that's, that's the name of it. I love it. Uh, That's awesome. Okay. So should we just get into it? I will. Yeah. Let me just do like. Yeah. A little synopsis of what it is. So this book um, is told mostly, anyway, in part one, from the perspective of Cassandra Williams, who, when she's 12, her brother Wayne is seven, and one day there's an accident, and Wayne is lost and goes missing. His body's never recovered. It's, like, highly, highly, highly insinuated that he dies. It's very clear he is dead, but his body's never recovered. Um, This causes a pretty significant downward spiral in the family where the mom, who, because there's no body, um, becomes kind of obsessive and convinces herself that he's still out there somewhere, that maybe he was just kidnapped, that he's just like a missing person. And so she creates um, like an organization dedicated to that. And then, but their whole family just kind of falls apart and her dad ends up leaving them. And... She, as she grows older, you know, she has to go to therapy a lot and um, to kind of process what she witnessed and and everything that she went through. And the book kind of like, I don't know, how would you explain it? It's almost like there's like alternate realities of like how things happen. Yeah. I mean, I think she keeps like seeing Wayne like doppelgangers as adults Mm -hmm. around. but it's, I don't know, I kind of got, like, a little bit of whiplash from, like, all of these, like, alternate realities. Yeah, and it's interesting, like, it's like it opens with the main character, C, saying, I don't want to tell you what happened. I want to tell you how it felt. And, like, that's kind of, like, it just perfectly sums up for me what the novel is. Is It's, like, because it's dealing with grief and loss and, like, this. And I think it's interesting because it kind of because it's like almost seems all just a little bit different reality a little bit in some ways at sometimes mm-hmm. and like and the blurringness like like there's just such a blurred line between these people that she encounters and it making it clear that this is just like her putting her like loss onto these people with or is it wait like it's like is this a right. reincarnation story? Like, so it kind of blurs these lines between like reality as we know it, which I think is interesting because when you experience loss, like a lot of people, it doesn't feel like your reality. Like it, your life kind of feels like you're in an alternate reality. And like, you know, I yeah. think trying to combine those realities of like when this loved person was alive and in your life and when they weren't. And like, there's just those time periods where that's, I think, a really hard thing to like, process and deal with and that's how I interpreted it but it does kind of like it's like you're reading it and then you think you know what kind of story it is and then you're like oh I don't yeah yeah (laughs) and and not necessarily like always in a good way like it almost got to a point a little bit and you know by the end of part one I didn't necessarily like it takes a turn at the end of point part one, obviously. So it doesn't necessarily yeah. feel that way by the time you get there. Well, but there was like a point where I almost like got kind of bored because the stories, the like multiple stories of how he like disappears or dies are so similar and just like 
like as far as the way that certain events play out. So like in one version, he drowns. And then another version, it's like he's hit by like a car or something. And then another one, he like flies off of a carousel. But in each story, it includes her basically like being in a position where she could potentially have helped Mm -hmm. kind of, but being paralyzed by witnessing like what she's witnessing and so she's like unable to do anything like she physically you get the sense that she physically cannot move and cannot like understand what's happening and then there's always like this dude in a windbreaker in every single one so it's like it's so repetitive even though technically it's a different version Mm -hmm. of how it happens that by the third time that I got it I was kind of bored I was like okay like I get it because everything's really the same but kind of different (laughs) that like I don't know but there was a point where it kind of like I lost a little bit of interest in part one but then by the end I like I I got it back I got it back and the feeling I think the feeling of like almost I I don't want to say exhaustion as a bad way like because I do I didn't like this book as much as I thought I would I don't think it's a bad book and I think it is good and I think it accomplished it like what it needed to accomplish but it lost me a little bit in the repetitiveness of like that story I guess does that make sense I do understand what you're saying. I didn't, I love when this happens because it's just fascinating, but like I didn't dislike it for that. Like I, I can see how you wouldn't like that, but I didn't mind that part. Like I thought it was mm-hmm. a really, you know, I think that the, so also the main character, she's biracial, her mother's white and her father's black. Yes. And there's, mm-hmm. uh, there's a lot of discussion too about her white grandmother versus her black grandmother. Mm-hmm. And there's very much, and, and the author herself, she's biracial. No, no, she's from Zambia. Sorry. But the character is biracial. And I think she kind of shows this, like, like the idea of code switching is like, you're living in like two different realities, right? Like you switch be depending mm-hmm. on who you're with. And so I feel like the repeating of the story, but having these minor details is like fits along with this whole alternate realities and fits along with this, like having to live in alternate realities. Like I just thought it was like, it, it was kind of, I feel like it was repetitive because it really needed to like hit that note home and it hit that, that note home for me. So like I appreciated mm. it. It didn't bother me because I felt like it added to that idea. Like I just like being able to think of like, Oh, here's maybe this is like a larger issue to think about with this. Like, yeah. It made me think about those things more. So, but I, I think that it was like really repetitive in some ways, but not always clear about what ways were important or not. Does that make sense? Like, so it got yeah. a little murky. Like I liked the structure of it and what was happening, but it almost mm-hmm. felt just a, like, it was just a little murky to me, if that makes sense. And that's part of what yeah. I versus in her, her, in the old drift, Like I never felt any of that. And there wasn't like, there wasn't kind of that structure. The structure is different, but still that in the the old drift, there's like this kind of, are we in science fiction-y? Is this historical? Is this just like, what, where are we? And like living in these different realities, I feel like is a theme. Uh, And so I liked that I saw it in this too, but I, it wasn't as clear as it was in the old drift. I think that, um, 
it's actually the the versions of like where she meets all of these like Wayne doppelgangers that was the least clear to me and mm-hmm. um kind of confused me the most or or at least where I felt like a sense of reality was truly like actually missed. Do yeah. you know what I mean? Like because with the with the alternate realities, I think that stuff all ties into like her not wanting to tell us exactly what happened. And I think also like with the way that that whole thing plays out of like why the character wouldn't want to tell us exactly what happened because I think that like because of that kid's like paralysis in yeah. what she was observing like there's a lot of shame there you know and there's like this right. like feeling that she is the reason why her brother's dead and that like she's the reason why she couldn't he couldn't be found and and it's not exactly like wrong either like it's an impossible position to put a 12 year old in and like certainly right. not one to blame them but it's also like not wrong if that makes sense it yes. reminds me it reminded me of kind of um like when we read Sula and um that child's death when he like drowns that they witnessed you know and, and like yeah. they don't mm-hmm. tell anybody um it kind of reminds me of that where like you can't really like blame them because they're kids and they don't know like they're not thinking about this like an adult would and even if you were an adult like what would you you have no idea how you're really going to react yeah but it's also still kind of like objectively difficult to understand just watching something happen you know yeah so I think that that kind of like shame of maybe not really wanting to say exactly what happened and like focusing more on the feeling made sense but then these like these encounters with these like wanes of the world was weird because I was never sure like okay is she just like seeing his face is this like um like is this her or is this really Wayne or like an actual person named Wayne I don't like I don't know and then it was just like so repetitive that I'm like okay is one of these real is one of these really Wayne and then the others are imaginary like I don't quite know yeah, I mean, one of the, that's the thing, like, I think she does it really well, but I don't necessarily like this in novels where yeah. I think it's like, it's more like the novel is more about like how it makes you feel and the effect than it is in what's a, the truth of the novel, like er, er, that it yeah. even matters. And that could, like, she does it really well, but I don't, I don't like that in most novels. And that wasn't how she wrote the old drift. Like it wasn't like that. So to me, I was kind of put off because I'm like, Oh, I don't like when books do this. Like, I also want to know what the truth is. I want the effect. And like, I want it to both matter. And so it's like, is it doppelgangers? Like, is she having deja vu? Like, are we in alternate realities? Like, and then there's like some incestuous elements to it too. So it's like, are we like, it's, so there's all these like, you're just constantly like shifting and that kind of like that can be a little it's almost almost like there was too much shifting that yeah it's like it or maybe i should say just like too many different elements yeah to balance in quite a small book yeah so i think that maybe that was part of my problem too of like why i felt whiplash because like i just didn't feel like well, maybe enough time was used like in each explanation or something. I don't know exactly what it was, but it just I, didn't like sit yeah. exactly right. 
Well, and there were so many, like every possible option seemed worth exploring. Like whatever way it went seemed interesting to me. And then, so with her brother in every story, I think in every one that she, in every retelling, I think in every one, there's also like a man who is somehow near the like incident or involved, like it, it comes off like he's involved in some way possibly. So then it adds to this, there isn't a body. So like, was he just abducted? Was he taken by this guy? Yeah. And this is the guy with the windbreaker. And Mm then, so, so on top of that, so, you know, his Wayne Williams, the, her brother's name, that is the name of the, the Atlantic child murderer, the, and like that, the imprisoned, like he was imprisoned forever. Their main suspect, like, and so does that mean anything? So like, all of these options mm-hmm. from the doppelganger to does it have anything to do with that? The Atlantic uh, mur- uh, child murders to even just deja vu. Like, what is it? They're all interesting, but we don't really go down any of them. Like, right. So that part was a little fresh, which, you know, I guess. I, get, I mean, at least it wasn't like, oh, none of this sounds. It's just all too interesting. Like, I don't get enough of it. Yeah. So I, I, I just think that there was too much a little bit that I just wish everything had she'd made it maybe a little bit more concise and then explored those individual things a little bit more but again like I feel like you know she lost me a little bit maybe in the middle with all of this and like yeah but but by the end of part one like there's a complete shift in the novel in that last chapter of part one so like what happens is um cassandra or c she goes she's like on she's at the airport and she meets a person on the plane and then there seems to be like some sort of maybe like terrorist terrorist attack or something something at the airport and they get through it together and then they wind up at a hotel together and they have sex and his name is wayne and we find all of this out. Like, at first, it seems like just another one of those retellings of her, like, finding yet another, like, Wayne or, like, doppelganger. And um, and then all of a sudden, we get this chapter where we're in that person's head. And, yeah. like, it is a huge, huge tone shift in the book. It's kind of crazy. I don't know. Like it's yeah. in a good way. It just it yes. brought me back into the story a little bit, into like a sense yes. of reality. I remember saying when I was reading it, I remember like getting to this chapter passing and like reading it and then mm-hmm. saying to Kendra, like, oh, okay, I liked the book, but I thought I knew kind of at that point what it was again. Like I'd already thought I understood Same. it, and then mm-hmm. it switched on me, and then I really thought, okay, this is it. And then it just totally shifted like mind like yes totally flipped which was which is cool like I haven't had that experience and that I'm often glad, with and novels I'm glad that it did because I honestly I think if it had kept going down that repetitive like here's a version here's a version here's a meeting here's a version here's mm-hmm. a meeting I don't think I would have wanted to read 300 pages of that do you know what I mean like so like I needed yeah. something new and so like like something to bring more interest back into it a little bit. Yeah. Because otherwise yeah. I was just kind of thinking like, okay, like this should just really be like a short story. Like if this is all that this book is. Mm. Right. And, um, yeah. 
but but then that complete tonal shift and like perspective shift brought me back like really sucked me back in so that was like a fun way for that part of the book to end and it was really really unexpected (laughs) yeah and I know so we're going to be discussing the second part yes uh in our next episode and that is just in line it's cool too Mm -hmm. I like the structure of it's like the last chapter of part one Mm-hmm. And then part two will go into it like this, which I think it's interesting that she didn't just end part one mm-hmm. with C and start like, so it's an interesting choice right. because it is almost this like, oh, whoa, like, okay, here we it's go. It's like a cliffhanger. It's like a cliffhanger. It's yeah. like, a, it's like yeah. a cliffhanger at the end of a TV show. And then you have to wait yes. for like the next season or something. And like, luckily it's a book. So you can just like turn the page just read and keep it. going. Yeah. But like, it felt like a cliffhanger when I read it. Yes. Yes. Which was cool. So, um, there is really a lot I liked about this book. It just, it was hard. Old Drift. It was so great. It's so amazing. And mm-hmm. this in and of itself is amazing, but I had like some high expectations, uh, I think that's as like, well. that's always like the struggle for, you know, uh, sophomore authors too, right? Sure. Like, cause like, wasn't that was the old drift, her debut novel. I know she like yes. has written a lot and was like an editor yes. or something. She was like, an essayist. At, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. It was her, it was her debut novel. And that's, that's always really tough to beat. So like, that's like always, especially if it's a really highly praised novel, which I know that that one was trying yeah. to repeat that kind of success. That's just a tough hurdle to get past. That's why, honestly, like we've read a lot of really fantastic debut novels on this podcast. Yes. Right. And we're still just kind of waiting for the second one to come out, whether it's like Tommy Orange or Mm -hmm. the Sharks of the Time of Savior author. I can't remember his name right now. Um, Like that happens a lot. So I think by any standard, if this had been her debut novel, this would be, again, still phenomenal. And I will say, even though I didn't like it as much as I expected necessarily, um, this is still a book that is, like, on a lot of top lists for a lot of, like, yes, uh, yes. critical magazines and, and newspapers yeah. and stuff. It's so. getting it's getting a lot of buzz. Yeah. And for good reason. I think it is a really interesting novel. Yeah. Um, I can't I wait to talk about part two because I think we're going to be able to get like a lot deeper into a lot of the relationships um, in this book yeah. and kind of like what everything means. Um, yeah, I, I think there's more that I want to talk about with us being able to talk about the whole book. So yeah. this may not have been as long as our we normally would do it, but like we just kind of thought, well, let's. So that gives you some more time. Hopefully, mm-hmm. if you haven't read it, you will go get it and pick up a copy from your local bookstore. It should be there. Like I said, it's gotten tons of buzz. Yeah. Or bookshop.org. Uh, they have plenty of copies. At, so get it, read it. It's really good. And we hope that you enjoy it and enjoy our discussion. So until next time. Bye. Thank you. Bye. Bye.